and we're live just like that. We are live just like that. Back again. I absolutely love the fact when Podbean, sorry, getting adjusted here, uh, allows me to know when I've went live. <laughs> very nice of them, I would say. Yeah, it's very nice of them. Very nice indeed. Very nice. Oh, so we're trying something new again today. We're making we problems. We are we are technically trying to get hey double beat mochi to this week. Congratulations, Double. You were fantastic. You win. You win the QP doll. All right. And there you are. Did you do the thing? Still from last time. Okay, cool. Good. Hey, so you're there. So how Welcome about double cats? You are Jerry has we figured it out after twenty six well, episodes. Um after uh I can't even begin to count how many failed attempts. I yeah. think we finally figured out how you can actually view our chat. Right. <laughs> Before Podbean doesn't allow but one co-host steve added me as an admin but i still can't log in uh, to our channel I had to log in as me and when doing so couldn't access the chat we had figured out how to do it from my phone and and we did that but that caused horrible feedback and had to quit that so yeah the only way i knew that anyone had typed anything said anything was when steve told me so we think we found a workaround for that solution. Hopefully, anyway. Yes, yes, indeed. And speaking of finding workarounds and figuring out all this tech and stuff, um, I think it uh, would be—it's it, going to be a good opportunity to tell folks how to reach us, so that. We they know how to get in touch with us if, if they're not here live. We want them to be able to reach out and touch us. And that came out wrong. <laughs> no, it didn't. Tell the truth. You intended every bit of that. <laughs> yes, please reach out and touch us. Uh, reach out and touch me. You have your very first message there, Mister Jerry, that you can actually read. How about that? Got a pedicure this past week. No thanks. See, I wouldn't. I've never had one. I wouldn't mind that. That's someone else touching my feet. If I had to make a living by giving other people pedicures, I'm pretty sure I would just starve to death. I just have to go ahead and end it. There's no way I can do that. Um, my feet are fine. There's not a problem with my feet. It's everyone else's feet that is nasty. <laughs> um, so where was I going? I was going to say something really cool. Oh, and no, you started on how to reach us. Yeah, please tell them how to reach us. We have two ways that uh, they can get a hold of us other than joining us live and texting us both now that I can see. And one is the, uh, the email with newsworthy with Steve and Jerry at gmail.com. And the other is the text line area code five, four, zero seven Oh nine, 1318. Speaking of the text line, we are, I think it's okay to say and announce that we are in some negotiations with a, sure. another potential sponsor that's going to take the name of the the text line um we're in the very beginning stages of that we're working out budgets and stuff of that nature but pretty exciting to have that coming uh, absolutely you know what else is exciting what's that 
two things are hugely exciting. Number one, the wine that we're drinking this week, we're back to our old all-time favorite, Stella Rosa. This is the original that we have, but again, it is a cold, sweet red, <laughs> Stella Rosa. Tell me what you don't like about it, Jerry. There's no freaking cork. <laughs> I Who swear, does that? all these other bottles of Stella Rosa had corks, I thought. And I got my corkscrew, and I pop it through, and I hear, Psss. and then I'm like, well, I don't know what the hell's wrong causing that, but started screwing it down. And there's nothing. It's just like it's going through air. And come to find out, it is going through air because there's no cork. Wow. So, um, I want you to know, Jerry, the other day, I got the honor of going to one of the uh, the the basketball, or the baseball games. Who's? Uh, the Phillies, the Phillies baseball yeah. games, and really? I, yeah, and I, I was sitting there watching. You the didn't game. invite me. Well, we've you been know. talking about going up to Philly for a baseball game for years. Yeah, well, and here you go and do it without me. So well, let, let's hear a good reason why I wasn't invited. Well, I forgot. Sure. Okay. Here, here's let's the thing. Say. I was sitting there looking, and I couldn't figure out why the ball kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And then it hit you. Then it hit me. There you go. <laughs> Got to watch out for those. I've got one of the things better than that. Oh. What do you get when you cross a rooster and a cow? What? Roost beef. That's terrible. Roost beef. Get it? Yeah, I might have to explain no. this one. No. <laughs> Keep your crayons put away. I don't need them. This is just terrible. Terrible. Appreciate. Don't hate. Appreciate. By the way, we got halfway through the Stella Rosa. We told oh, them what we're drinking. We didn't tell them why we're drinking. That's the huge news. Yeah, it really is huge news. I'm uh, uh, I'm beyond stoked. Um, As well you should be. And let's just fill in the backstory and, and everything that's going in there. Um, so last week, yeah, I agree with Double. That was a horrible joke. <laughs> horrible. Oh, it will not goodness. be quoted tomorrow at the water no cooler. No um, taste in dead jokes. Either one of them. Okay, so as we get into talking about our week, last week was, for me, very... Uh, what's the word that you would use? It, I really went out on a limb last week. Uh, and let me no. explain. Yeah. Really. think so? Oh, I know so. I was the one that did it. <laughs> So that stuff doesn't bother you, though. It, you would be one of the last people in the world, I would say. You know that might bother them. Well, okay, maybe, but I let let's let the okay. folks know what's going on, so so that they can make a decision for determine. themselves. Um, so last week, I went on another podcast. I was a guest. Um, I think we mentioned that part, didn't we? We did on ours. Oh, thanks. Uh, we did mention that I was you going to go. Right. Um, I no. did go last week. Uh, on whose? Uh, we went name? to, I was on Sasquatch Chronicles. Um, Which, by the way, sorry to interrupt, but if you like ghost stories, if you like paranormal stuff, obviously from the name you can tell the genre that he's in, a guy that we would very highly recommend. Absolutely. Um, so, had an interview with Wes. Um, went really well. Wes actually said, hey, I mentioned that we were doing a podcast. Then we had just kind of gotten started, and we were we were growing. We were trying to – and so he went all out. He mentioned us at least three different times during the interview. Uh, 
uh, put a link to our show on his website and on his show. And this guy's been around a long time, long 600 time. episodes, I think 100,000 followers. He's big yeah. in podcasting. Yeah. He's big. He's got actually almost 900 episodes. Okay. Uh, six in one and then a couple of other podcasts that he's doing. So he, he really put us a, a, a feel out for us. And, and to, to, to give you, I'm stuttering, <laughs> uh, to give you an example of how big that was for us, between Friday and today, that's what four days. Friday, yeah, four days, four or five. Four days. Five. Um, we have grown our podcast by almost five hundred downloads. That's Which insane. Is almost fifty percent, almost half of everything we did in the first twenty-six weeks. Yeah, so we had twelve hundred, yeah. and it's over five hundred. If yeah. we'd have gotten to six hundred, that would have been fifty percent. Yeah, he was able to do that just by saying, "Hey, check these guys out." Yeah, They're pretty cool. And uh, yeah, several hundred of his people came and listened. Sure did. Um, to the point of, uh, I think I counted in almost what was it, eight countries? I think so. All but eight states in the United States. So we have downloads from everywhere, but Arkansas, Idaho, Wyoming, South Dakota. And Maine and Vermont. That's it. We have a download in every other place. <laughs> Since Friday. Hawaii, Alaska. So it's very exciting. More importantly, we picked up a lot of followers. They click the like button. They click the follow button. That helps us grow the subscribers. Yes. So if you were one of those subscribers, thank you from the bottom of our heart. We hope that we can continue to put out really good content for you. Um, Jerry. Yes, Steve. Do you have your two-minute recipe? I do not. <laughs> <laughs> None. Actually, I do. Oh, it just came to me. I'm going to make it tomorrow, uh, and I'll let you critique it and judge it. I made it one night uh, two, three years ago. Brought it over when we were doing men's night at your house. If you want a good recipe for lasagna, go to allrecipes.com. There's a recipe there called "World's Best Lasagna." If I remember correct, I think it has approximately 2,000, 4.8, 4.9 reviews, 4.8, 4.9 stars out of five. Far and away the best lasagna I've ever had. Steve, what do you think of it? You've had it? You've tried it? Um, as I remember, I'm not a huge lasagna fan, believe it or not. Um, it was very good. I believe it. Yeah. It's got cooked tomatoes. Well. You don't like cooked tomatoes. It's the... Uh, it's not even that. It's the I'm a very visual eater, and lasagna visually does not make me happy. One thing that I remember from serving it that night at Ben's night, Dave was there. Dave years ago, and I think for a while you were with him. Uh, he ran an Italian restaurant, Leano's. <laughs> Double just brought that up. Yes, Leano's <laughs> sure did. I guess she knows Dave as well. Yep. Dave at the time said it was the best lasagna you'd ever had. I yep. thought that was a pretty large compliment for some amateur making lasagna. And it coming from a guy who used to run a Italian restaurant. Yep. So that's the recipe. If you want a very good lasagna recipe, allrecipes.com. Just link it in it's the It's called uh, World's Best, Reci link it World's in the best Lasagna. And good idea. I will also link it in the episode. Yeah. Perfect. Um, somebody named Double also has a great pie recipe that she's holding out on, and I will have it at some point. 
Well, double. I'm from Missouri. I don't know if you know what the state motto is. <laughs> it's called the Show Me State for a reason. So, yes, we're not that far away. Next time Steve's down that way, would love for him to pick up the pie. What kind of pie? Putterscotch, of but, course. Jeez, oh, <laughs> it's my favorite pie. Yeah. It's my absolute favorite pie. That's good stuff. Um, let's see, let's see. Oh yeah, butterscotch. Um, so how was your week? I've told everybody very good about sort of my week. I was. Let me just I, before I ask. I'm sorry. Um, I did want to say that during the interview, Wes was amazing. Um, and the one thing that I wanted to really dote on him about was the fact that he wasn't just because he's got all these followers and he does have these, you know, he very specifically wanted us to reach out to him at a later date because he's going to help us with our sound quality and, and just a bunch of things to help us grow as a podcast. And, um, Wes, if you're happening to listen to this show, that really means a lot to us because that's our goal. We just want to get better. We love doing this. Um, and I'm more uh, impressed that a guy like him is willing to take his time out to, to help little guys like us. Yeah, so I just wanted to say that. Now, I apologize for that. Please, go ahead, Jerry. Go ahead with what? How was your week? It was absolutely fantastic. I mean, you I have a bit of good news, that. don't you? I often say that. This time it really was. I became a grandfather for the second time. My daughter had a baby last Saturday, and mom and baby are doing great. And, yes, I had an absolutely fantastic week. Couldn't have asked for more for mom and baby to come home and be healthy. Uh, he's gorgeous, which I, obviously we knew that going in. You got he's that got from his genius. dad. Yes, grandfather. No, no, grandfather. His, his dad. Grandfather. His dad. Definitely. Crew. Heretic. That's what you are. Heretic. <laughs> I hope I can get my notes fixed. It just went blank. Well, see, that's where you, you should do like I do, Jerry. What? Good old-fashioned pen and paper. It's beautiful. Don't have to worry about it not working, right? That's right. Unless your pen breaks. But I'm a realtor. Things I have like this. I always remember the everywhere. first time my father ever saw electric windows in an automobile. He kind of asked him, or someone, I don't think it was me, I was young. But I asked him what, or someone asked him what he thought, and he kind of grunted and said, eh, it looks pretty nice until it doesn't work. Yep. Have you ever tried to replace one of those motors? I have had it done. I've never did. I had enough sense to know why I should it, hire it to be done. It is an insane, stupid process. I've heard that. <laughs> and I would never do it again. I would only pay somebody to do it. Um. But you can't buy crank windows unless you buy the only vehicle I've seen with crank windows. There's two out there that are made today. Is a very basic Nissan truck and a very basic little Mitsubishi Galant. Really? That's, That's the only it. two I can see, yeah, that I've seen. Anywho, uh, so it's 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 the beginning of the month. And what does that mean? Woo! It means monthly news headlines. There you go. Monthly news headlines. And I actually, this month, I have, I had to narrow it down just to get down. Because there's been a lot of news going on Just to get month. down? Well, I, I always. get down this month. I always get down. I you see. know how it is. I saw you try to get down. Shoot. 
for you, getting down is not a problem. It's getting up. (laughs) (laughs) Joke number two. Oh, that's crazy. But so true. Yeah, so you say. I I, I don't like like you anymore, Jerry. Can we get three under the bus like that? Didn't no you you did you you had the bus driver stop <laughs> back up back up and then run over me again. That's rude. Just rude. By the way, this Stella Rosa, I know that we we've stuff. gotten away from it a little bit, especially with the one out of Indiana, which is really good. Um, we have to try next week. We're going to try because I have a feeling we're going to top another hundred. I just feel it. Um, we're going to try a local one here. I'm going to go get some Lovers Leap. It's grown right here in Lawrenceburg, nice. and I think that'll be neat if they have a sweet red. Um, so anyway, uh, did you get your notes up? Halfway. Would you like to start? No. Why? Because it's only halfway up. Oh, I that's can't what they say want. about you. I'm just saying. Hold on. Let me. Uh, <laughs> halfway up. Fortunately, that's all it takes with me. Uh-huh. I would remind me after the show to tell you what my dad would say about that. Okay. I'm going to start with a sad one, a truly sad one on more than one uh, front. I'm sure you heard about Paul Pelosi being attacked in his home. I did. Crazy guy broke in the house. Some 42 year old dude that broke in. He was looking for Nancy, Um, beat up Paul Pelosi, 82 year old guy. And uh, yeah, he said he was wanting to, find Nancy and he was going to hold her hostage. He wanted to, he had a hammer, didn't have a, a knife, a gun. He had a hammer and zip ties and he wanted to break her kneecaps. Um, in the past, he's known to have made many racist rambling plots online, including some of the question, the results of the 2020 election. Mochi just joined us he, by the way. Welcome Mochi. And he's also echoed several QAnon conspiracies. Um, just to make sure that, that we're clear on this, a few months ago, there was another similar crazy guy that was arrested outside Brett Kavanaugh's home that had a gun. And he said that he wanted and then fully intended to shoot a Supreme Court justice. One, obviously, is um, Nancy Pelosi is a liberal. Uh, I'm not a fan of Nancy Pelosi, and that's got absolutely nothing to do with this. Uh, Brett Kavanaugh's a uh, conservative Supreme Court justice. Guys, it doesn't matter which side of the, of the Venture on. This is just stupid. Steve and I have talked many times. I don't care where you stand on these issues. You know, sit down and discuss it, and that's what we should be doing. And I hope more people will do it. But there is nothing that excuses violent, mean behavior such as this. To make it even worse, there's a, several people that have decided to use misinformation to make this situation even worse. Uh, one of them th- th- that I like, Elon Musk joined in. Donald Trump Jr. joined in. And they have retweeted and sent out information, misinformation, linking conspiracy theories claiming that it was a drunken sexual encounter with a male prostitute. Zero evidence. It's been fact-checked several times by several different people. The local police, the state police, and federal uh, law enforcement has looked into it. There's no evidence at all. But number one, the original crime was terrible enough. No, that went both ways. Because out of the liberal camp and out of CNBC, he was automatically a right-wing extremist. 
And that's not true either. Well, he kind of was a right-wing extremist. He's from the Green Party. He's a homeless a Q- Green Party person. If you are a Q- I've never seen anything, Jerry. I might have to contradict you. I, I was reading that whole thing today. Okay. Let, let, let me say this. Sure. If you're a QAnon believer, if you are a Donald Trump supporter, it is fair to say that you are, are a right-wing crazy. This is this evidence was known from the very beginning. That's why they were saying what they were saying. There is some serious discrepancies on those websites that you say that he had. Which one? Uh, the, there was two of them. Um, I don't have the article in front Which of me. Which websites did, did I say? The Sunny Friends thing, Smiling Friends, is one of the websites that he supposedly created. Um, I didn't mention that. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I don't even know of any particular website I did. And you were talking about problems with websites I mentioned. I don't think well, I mentioned any the, the, re- the report I was reading today is that those there was two websites that he supposedly created in October. No, in seven, really and then there was a bunch of backdated stories about right-wing extremism that had gotten put on those, even though from September, even though they the, the websites weren't even in existence. What I'm... The information, I, first of all, I didn't even know he had ever come up with a website. So oh, yeah. what I'm talking about had nothing to do with that. Gotcha. I'm talking about information that he posted to social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, that type places. So those, that's where I got the information. And, and it's not just me. Law enforcement has made the same accusations. Okay. I just, I, I feel like that there's a, I think this guy's just a nut. He is. And I don't think that we can attribute that to either right or left. I mean, he's just a nut. It's not being attributed to right or left from what I've read. Here's the deal. No one, this guy's crazy, right? So was the guy that was outside of Brett Kavanaugh's house with a gun. Mm-hmm. It isn't that we think these people are far left or far right. The problem is... If you look into their past and begin to see that misinformation led them one way or the other, then it's time to say, what are we going to try to do about the misinformation that leads these people that are susceptible to this stuff in the first place? Well, see, then you get into, I don't know that you can do anything. You don't know you can do anything about stopping people who are outright lying, which is what misinformation is. Yeah. You don't think that that we should even try to stop that? I, I don't think that. I think this is a mental health issue with this guy. We're not talking about the crazy people. We're talking about the misinformation. Yeah, but then you very, there's a very thin line when you start trying to censor out misinformation because Lies. since the beginning of this country, we've had laws. So there's no thin line. There is a very distinct line between truth and untruth. Okay. Misinformation is, is lies. I understand. That's not a thin line. I agree. That, but there are varying degrees of that very statement. Like, how about the misinformation that I just covered? What about it? Is that a thin line that we're walking and trying to say that people? So you're saying because QAnon wants to go on and say a bunch of stuff? QAnon's got nothing to do with the misinformation that I'm talking about. You said the entire point. The misinformation is that Donald Trump and Elon Musk have went out and said that this was a. Well, there should be 
Okay. That's this what was saying. a drunken sexual encounter thought, with, a, with a male prostitute. That's misinformation. That's no, outright lies. And then they should be forced to correct that. That's what I'm saying. That's I agree with you. I thought you were talking about the information no. that he was using as motivation to go do the act. I'm talking about the, the misinformation. Is sure. This. Yeah. It's just like, and that'll happen just like a correction in any liberal newspaper. It'll be on the eighth page, a little in, in very small <clears throat> writing on the back cover. Well, since you mentioned that, all of this misinformation apparently started with a website called the Santa Monica Observer. They had a headline that they ran called The Awful Truth. Paul Pelosi was drunk again and in a dispute with a male prostitute early Friday morning. Now, this people, the Santa Monica Observer, has been previously known to have published misinformation about COVID-19, politics, and other topics. One story they ran claimed that Hillary Clinton had died and was replaced by a body double during the 2016 presidential debate. <laughs> We're not talking about a thin line. We're no, talking about that's lines National Enquirer that people stuff. have jumped hurdled over. It's National Enquirer stuff. Now, I get that. They're, in this they're, particular they're making case, crap up to sell paper. Sure. And oh, another instance that they had been spreading misinformation. They ran one when Trump was president saying that he had appointed Kanye West to an administrative position. Santa Monica Observer, three or four days after they ran this article, ran a, what do you call it when they're pulling it back? A redaction. A redaction. Or, or a correction. Redaction. Correction. Saying, sorry, this is incorrect. Yeah. But that was after everyone and, and their brothers putting it on Facebook and Instagram oh, sure. and Twitter. Sure. I get that. And, and I don't no disagree with that, but they should be held to account. And they so should still be allowed to say it, but they should be allowed to hold the account when they're called out on it. They should be allowed to say things that they know is absolutely intentionally false. I would even disagree with that. Well, I in think the it's... country's history, we've never allowed people to intentionally, knowingly lie and commit libel against other people. That, that's been illegal forever. Right. And then those people have to go and sue and go through their proper channels. I get that. Um, I think it's horrible that the original thing happened. I think it yeah. is. It shows total lack of class. When I don't, I don't care who it is. And you're, and you're right. I'm not trying to make this an issue. Both sides do this. Oh yeah. In this particular case, Donald Trump and Elon Musk was uh, trying to jump on the bandwagon and, and retweeting things of this nature. I think it's sad that we can't sit and have civil conversations instead of so things like this. Yeah. So. I think that that coming from the perspective that you're coming from, I think that we should hear more of that. So that's my vote. Should hear more of what? I think more we should less information. No, I think we should hear less information or more corrections when there's misinformation given. I don't think that corrections come into play here. The Santa Monica Observer never believed this. Santa Monica Observer never had any information that led them to believe this was true. And Donald Trump and Elon Musk knew that it wasn't true. So later to come out and on page 19 in the small print at the bottom to print a correction doesn't quite suffice. Okay. The, the, to me, these people. I do like the fact crimes. that you brought up Elon Musk. Uh, I do like the fact that he's now fact checking Democrats on Twitter. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> I saw that today. What did he fact check? The I president claiming that he had created 10 million new jobs. 
That was good. I liked it. Fact checks are always good. Yeah. The question is, will he do it to both sides? Oh, I think he would. I don't can't imagine why he wouldn't. Okay. How about <laughs> I saw that. See, uh, video is gonna catch. I can't wait till our studio's done and we're live. I on can't video. wait till six months from now when I say, wait a minute, how many fact checks have we saw him doing? <laughs> okay, we'll hold you to count. I'll get everybody will get to see your pretty face <laughs> on live. And all the faces you make at me when I tell you stuff like the very next topic I bring it up. Sure. And you'll get to say, hey, Elon didn't fact check uh, the Republicans near as much as they did. The no, Democrats. not at all. That's what I'm saying. Okay. <laughs> all right. So, Jerry. Stephen. Very scientific question here. Sure. Do you believe, <laughs> Double says, you're so aggressive. <laughs> Said I am. Yeah, I'm the one that's wanting to stop people from lying. Yeah, yeah. That's so, so does Jing Zhu P. That would, uh, doesn't. Yeah, yeah. It's called the gulags. They just throw. Oh, Kim Jong Un will also do that. He's known for that. I don't. Yeah, know. absolutely. Jinping is. Oh yeah. Anyway, do you believe that a fish can predict an earthquake? Probably. I think they would. Like a dog, they're going to have senses that are far better than ours. Would they sense vibrations? Let me digress. Predict by how long? What time period are we talking about? Soon. Like very, very soon? Yeah. Yes, I think they could. 24 hours or more? No. No chance. You don't think so? No. Well... Several fishermen down in Mexico would totally disagree with you. As in the last two weeks, they have caught two ultra-rare oarfish. O-A-R fish. Oarfish. Uh, they look like a cross between an eel and a fish and a snake. They're hideous-looking creatures. They usually hang out between 200 and 1,000 meters deep in the water, and the only time that fishermen ever catch them is right before a, a big earthquake. So that scares them up. In the last two weeks, they've caught two in the general same area. Now, these fish are crazy. Talk about fishing. I, I do like to fish. Longest fish I ever caught was 36 inches. It was a carp. I caught it in Indiana. Fish. It was a huge fish. At the time, I had to hold it up, and it was still turned on the ground. These fish are the largest bony fish in the world, up to 56 feet. <laughs> 56 feet? 56 feet. It's insane. Huge. Yeah, that's what she said. And they live on a very, you know, weird diet down in the bottom of the ocean. But literally, oh, I'm sorry. I, let me let me do a correction so I don't put it at the bottom of the paper. 36 feet. I was off 20 feet. Gotcha. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, that's that's really all I had. Fishermen in Mexico have caught two of these in the last two weeks and are spreading the word that they are scared to death of a major earthquake. Now, what I would say is that if there has already been tremors, which there often are ahead of time, it's very possible that that alone has scared the fish up. We, we know that fish are far more sensitive to the tremors in the water. Go ahead. Did you read what Fuzzy wrote? Who's with no. us now? Happy Fuzzy. Glad Ooh, you're here. Fuzzy? He said, just, now just imagine what I have to deal with when I go pee. <laughs> he 
has such a good imagination, I take it. Doesn't he, though? <laughs> well, that was my topic. Well, my next one is a uh, possible future excuse. Oh. I may be absent next week and from then on. Oh, is that right? In case you guys haven't heard, today's Powerball or tonight's Powerball drawing is estimated to be $1.2 billion. Only the second time it's ever passed $1 billion. Now, unfortunately, it's not, again, the second highest total. Um, if you decide to take the lump sum payout, it's only going to be the fourth highest total. That goes down dramatically as interest rates go up. And we have certainly had a bunch of those. What was yesterday? 75 basis points that it went up? 0. 0.75. <clears throat> which is 75 basis points. Yeah, big. And also, if I remember saying that they weren't necessarily through. There may be more to come that they intend to Several smaller ones be are very coming. aggressive to combat inflation. Unfortunately, that's also bad for stock markets and 401k funds and all that. So, Realtors. Realtors, yeah. <laughs> People don't buy as much when interest rates are high. However, my new, uh, my new our new sponsor, when we get on board and get the, the dots hopefully dotted and the T's crossed, has some significant good inflation fighting, fighting uh, programs, which I'm sure we'll talk about. We may even have them on live with us for a while. Anyway, go ahead. Back to the parable. Tonight, 10.59 p.m., if you live in Kentucky and if you decide to take the lump sum payout, again, these are guesses because they don't know exactly how many tickets are going to be sold, but they think that the net payout will be somewhere in the vicinity of $346 million. After taxes, yeah. check, $346 million. If you choose annuity option, you will get about $23.2 million per year for the next 30 years. Why would anyone do that? There's several reasons. Um, and, and again, it's to a large degree going to come back to interest rates. If interest rates are over 10%, you absolutely would probably want to be doing that because your payout's going to be so small. Again, this is going to be only the fourth highest payout, even though it's the second highest grand total, simply sure. because of the, the increases in interest rates. And what is it now? What's prime currently? 6.25, So it's already dropped this much. Imagine if it goes to 10, 11, 12. Yeah. And that, that's when you would definitely be taking the annuity. Um, anyway. That was a very long way of saying this. If I'm not here next week, it's going to be safe to say that I'm somewhere, some Caribbean island. I'm going to be drinking you're, a Mai Tai. Or you're, you're not going to one hand, Caribbean cold, sweet, red in the other. <laughs> and also enjoying a Talus massage. Just oh, saying. now see, here's the problem, Jerry. What's that? Don't give me, it's illegal. When you have that much money, you can buy it no matter what. 7%. I was off. It went, that 0.75 took it up to 7% today. Um, a lot higher than it was. Yeah, very short time period ago. Um, so, what may here's here's the problem I have, Jerry. If you were to win the lottery, yes, three hundred twenty-five million dollars, right? I have a real hard time imagining you in a Caribbean island, and you leave Steve up here in the cold by himself. You know, you just go. I mean, I could live the rest of my life retired on a cool meal. Really? Yeah. Cool meal. Yeah. 
I'm a, I, I, I live low. I don't, I don't need extravagant. Well, I'll tell you what, if this Powerball right here wins, I'll split it with you. Oh, okay. You heard it here. No, I didn't say 50 50 split. I said split. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm saying. You know, <laughs> you know, like I say, I, I'm not a greedy folk. Seriously. But I wouldn't have to get up at four in the morning anymore. That's for sure. <laughs> I'm sure with this one, you'd have no problem with a 99 to one split, right? Oh, absolutely. 1% would be 3 million. Yeah, and I wouldn't even need that much. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm easy. Easy. Wow. Okay. So I've got another couple of cool science ones, but I got to talk about some, some hard topics first. Wait, it's your turn. No, no, wait. You I just went. Yeah, yeah, um, so a couple weeks ago, we did a show talking about how politicians do. That was a cat. Your cat is going crazy. Yep, pretty much. Cakes right. and ghost. Um, yeah, we should write that up in the story. Oh, Can't Jerry, real quick before I start my topic. Sure. Didn't you have something you need to recant from last week? I do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you do. I do. <laughs> it uh, embarrasses me to have to admit this, but last week I said that uh, I was, <clears throat> to use a religious word, I was not an atheist, but I was agnostic towards ghosts in general, ghost stories. And it turns out that I actually have a ghost slash paranormal experience uh, that I personally had. Really? Yeah, Do tell. Really, yeah, you talk about scary. I'm just, just unbelievably scary. I had this friend, so-called friend, that had went online. He uploaded a picture of himself, and they printed off and sent him some huge fans <laughs> made out of his picture. And when I say huge, I'm talking like two, three foot tall, two foot wide. I went to bed one night. <laughs> And pull back the covers, and there staring at me was this horribly, horrific, ugly picture of this guy that I thought was a friend of mine. You cannot imagine. I, I mean, I hear you and other people tell ghost stories and how scary it was, and you, you're talking about the hotel here in town that, that people come out yep. of with claw and scratch marks on their back. I, that's nothing compared to what I went through in the first few seconds. Of Did your soul leave its body for a moment? Oh, for a moment. Good. I don't even know when it came back. I'm not for sure when it came back. But uh, anyway, thanks to uh, you, I uh, can <laughs> honestly say that I have a paranormal experience. And your daughter. Your, no, your you, you informed her. She knew about it. No, no. She's the one that put it there. Okay. <laughs> I don't think I knew that. I may have to disown her. Ah, well, I mean, she's got your grandbabies now. You can't disown I'll her. steal them before I disown her. Oh, well, if you win the lotto, you can do that. That's right. Leave the country? What are they going to do? Well, they'll come get you. No, not in another country. <laughs> I'll have to find some country without an extradition. Well, don't go to Pizza Hut in Guatemala. No Pizza Hut in Guatemala? Yeah. Why is that? Well, that's where their, the attorney from southeastern Kentucky went when he was running right. for the law. And it's, he, went, he went to Pizza Hut and what got picked idiot. up. Yeah. All right. 
So would you please explain to me I will try. what in the world North and South Korea are doing? No, I cannot. Today. Because they don't know themselves, I don't think. Well, they're teetering each other. The Korean Peninsula hasn't been at war since the Korean conflict that we successfully negotiated a peace between them. Um, today alone, the North fired 23 missiles toward the South. Little rocket man. Two of them landed within 15 miles inside their territorial waters. So South Korea responded with 15 missiles of their own that also landed 15 to 30 miles inside their territorial waters. There's never been an escalation of this magnitude on the Korean Peninsula since the beginnings of the Korean War. Why is it that, and I've got two or three other stories in here that I'm going to get to, but it feels like the whole world is itching for a fight. Well, what's what's going on with that? First of all, it's always been that way. Uh, Things aren't changing dramatically, I don't think. You've always got idiots that come along. and Here's the problem. Whenever one party does something, whatever it is, how does the other party respond? Do they do nothing? Because that will usually be viewed as weakness. That will usually be viewed as being afraid. So how do you respond? When the North fired these this round first, correct? Mm-hmm. In your opinion, what should the South have done? Well, I, I don't disagree. I'm just saying, and they, they seem to think all the reports I read is the North are gearing up to do a new, another nuclear test. Right. That's been in the news for two or three weeks. Yeah. But how do you respond? What would be the appropriate thing to do? Whether it's, You can't do nothing. Exactly. I don't think you can. I don't, especially against someone like Kim Jong-un. I don't think you can afford to take the risk of, of further inflaming his belief that, that, that he can't be stopped. At, at what point does the South Koreans decide they've had enough? And I don't, need, I don't necessarily mean go to war, but making an attempt on the leadership in general in North Korea? Oh, I don't think they do. I think we've come too far. They have nuclear weapons in North Korea. They're too close. They can't. What happens when North Korea uh, sends a hundred nukes and one of them miraculously hits because, and I shouldn't say that because they're getting better all the time with their precision and their, and their guidance, but can they afford to take the risk that. that these guys South have Korea's got weapons? the Iron Dome. Just like we, we've gave them the Iron Dome, just like we have, and just like Israel has. The Iron Dome doesn't work with hypersonic missiles, mm. period. Anywhere, anybody's. Yeah. Not ours, not Russia's, no one's. Which Ukraine is now saying that, right? Yeah. That's I don't know if it's on your list, but it come out in the last few days that we think Iran is getting ready to send approximately 1,000 short-range missiles to Russia to be used against Ukraine. And Ukraine has already basically just said, look, we have nothing to defend ourselves against missiles. We have air defense against airplanes. Uh, it will not do anything against missiles. We have no defense. Let me play devil's advocate for a minute. Sure. And, and I really hope our listeners don't take this the wrong way. But why wouldn't Russia reach out to all of their allies and try to get help? Of course they would. You know, the question I mean, that now is, 
What does the United States and the rest of the world do to try to combat it and to stop it? What does Ukraine do to try to stop it? When is Ukraine going to... Go to the United States and say... (laughs) What did you start to say? When is Ukraine going to what? When is Ukraine going to realize that they have a very angry neighbor to the north and they need to invest enough to protect themselves? We have literally sent $100 billion, which we don't have, that we had to borrow to pay interest on to give them. I just, and I'm not saying that we're doing wrong. That's not my, that's not what I'm saying. Would you repeat that question? When will Ukraine do what now? I, I, my question is, why did not, especially after Crimea, why did they not invest heavily in their own defense? They did. And this is the result of them. Your original question was, why do they not defend themselves against Russia? Well, here's uh, another question. Why doesn't Jack Smith defend himself against the United States? Let me ask another question then. They have zero chance. If they took every penny of their economy for the last 10 years, they have zero chance of getting to the level of Russia. Yes. Let me ask another question. And I mean this, this is going to sound very selfish, and I don't mean for it to come across that way. But? But if it is, it is. Sounds like it will be. If... China, Russia, North Korea, and Iran. We'll throw those all four together. Unleashed an attack on the United States. Okay. How many people are going to come to our help? A lot. You think? Oh, sure. Absolutely. Why? Well, first of all. You think England will? England has hated us for 300 years. We're, we're cooperating. I don't think England would. <laughs> I know England would. England's without. United Australia States, would. Let me finish, please. Sure. Without United States back in England, England would not survive in 20 years. England well, is way too, so, uh, that answers your question. Will England, of course they would for self-survival because without us, they're gone. They have too many enemies. Yeah. Australia certainly would. Canada certainly would. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Trust. They're in the exact same situation as Great Britain. Their national defense is probably far worse than Ukraine's as far as the percent of their GDP. Well, yeah, they don't have any on enemies defense. on their border anywhere. <laughs> well, why? Why do they have no enemies? Because of us. Because of us. They, do they intend to keep it that way? You bet. Not because they love us. I'm not saying that these countries are going to defend us because they love us. They're going to do it for self-survival. Yeah. I, it just breaks my heart in a certain way that I thought about it, a lot of it today. You know, we have absolutely got to stop being the police of the world. Sure. We have to for for our own survival. One of the biggest things that you and I both liked about Donald Trump was him saying we have to quit exactly what you said, being the police of the world. We have to stop getting involved in every little conflict around the world. Yes. Totally agree. That doesn't mean that we never get involved, and he didn't say that. I agree totally with what he said. I'm not a big Trump supporter, but he was right enough. We have to get away from I'm glad I got this recorded. I've said that many times. It's not the first, and you know it. Uh, It's the first I got it recorded. Well, you should have, if you wanted that, you should have asked. Hey, Jimmy, welcome to the show. We're glad you're here, man. Hello, Jimmy. Appreciate you. So, you through with that? Was there more that you was going to cover on it? Oh, no, we're going to get to the rest of that. I've got some more stuff later to... too. So yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. You're next. But here's the point. It's easy to say that things are bad. Yeah. And they are in many countries and many areas and regional, many regional conflicts around the world. But it begins to get tough when you say, okay, here's what North Korea did. What would have been a good response for South Korea? 
Sure. That, that's hard to answer, right? Yeah. No, it is. It and, is. And, you know, throughout, since man was man, we've had these great empires come up and fall off and die off. The Ottoman Empire, Genghis Khan, uh, the Mongols, sure, the Romans. And there was never a big country out there to force them back off. And, and they just kept growing and then they eventually died out because they usually imploded upon themselves from getting too big. And it seems like in recent history, modern history, that hasn't been allowed to happen. There's been a, well, because the United States. Because of us. Yeah. And I get that. And that's great when we can do that and still be able to successfully defend ourselves. Uh, I'm still a big believer that we have to be able to make sure that if, if we're not taking care of ourselves, we can't help anybody else, I guess is where I'm getting at with that. But I agree. Go on to totally your next topic. Agree. Well, my next topic is a little bit lighter. Yay. I'm not a big Taylor Swift fan. You and I were discussing <laughs> this the other day. Right? I love how we go from this to this. This is my favorite part of this show. It really is. The world's coming to an end. We'll let's talk about Taylor Swift. I have never been a huge Taylor Swift fan. I'm just not. I saw her in concert, by the way. I think it was 2008 at Jiffy Lou Live in Northern Virginia. She was opening up for Rascal Flats. Uh, yeah, I've just never been a huge fan. It, it just, everything is so sad, so depressing. It's always about some guy that did her wrong from the songs that I've heard. And I'm certainly not a good one to judge it by because I don't listen to a lot of her songs. But with all that being said, folks, this girl deserves kudos. She became the first artist ever to have the entire top 10 of the Billboard Hot 100. The top 10 songs are Taylor Swift. One through 10, all Taylor Swift. And as if that wasn't enough, she also has number 13, number 14, number 15, and number 20. She has the entire top 10. She has 14 of the top 20. At the top of the list this week is Antihero, the lead song off of Midnight's. Unbelievable. You know, in the history of the Billboard, it's never happened. Drake came close. He had nine of the top ten several years ago. I don't remember. 17, 2016, 2017. I don't think I could name two Drake songs. He, he did have it at one point. Interesting. Nine of the top ten. This girl has the top ten. She has 14 of the top 20. Kudos. Job well done. That's She's, amazing. Uh, it is absolutely amazing. I mean, I, I don't know that I know. <laughs> this is how few times I listen to the radio. I, I couldn't tell you one song that's active in the top of the very top 14 right now. Well, I can't. Only because of this. Uh, well, tell me what one is. I just did. You didn't even listen. Oh. Number one at the top of oh, the list anti-hero. this week. Antihero. Antihero. Yeah. From her latest album. Okay. Yes. Interesting. Good job, Taylor Swift. Yay! Swifty! Swifty fans unite! Woo! She also announced in the last day or two that she's going on tour again. Uh, they're already saying that this will probably be the hardest tour ever to get tickets for. Oh. Her fans apparently were that crazy to begin apparently, with. Apparently, yes. On, on other news, Kanye West has been banned from all Taylor Swift concerts. <laughs> What's he not banned from at this point? Right. He, he's got some pretty bad anti-Semite things. He's got, I, didn't, I don't have that on my list, but um, yeah. I can't believe the damage he's done to his own personal wealth. Billions. From his mouth. 
billions from his mouth. Uh, Adidas lost, <laughs> I think, I, I, and I saw it in passing. The amount could be wrong, but I want to say it was either two point four or eight. Those are the numbers sticking in my head. Billion dollars when he lost his deal with Adidas. That he did. Yeah, Adidas said, "You know what? We don't need the money this bad. We're out." Yeah. <laughs> and they immediately, at the same time, said that they were revising their predicted income, their predicted sales for this year. And I think it was a downward forecast of, if I'm not mistaken, a half a billion dollars just due to this one fact. So it's not just that it hurt them. It hurt them a lot to do this. They still did it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's all. Just saying uh, good job, Taylor Swift. Yeah. Well, I got one for you, Jerry. What's that? Um, so it wasn't very long ago two weeks ago, actually, that NASA was able to and successfully shifted the course of an asteroid using the new DART um, probe, I guess is the word you would use. Um, and that was a great successful test. It was wonderful. We were able to stop these asteroids from, or at least have a, a, a modicum of a chance to change in the direction of, of an asteroid that could be could potentially be a planet killer. Sorry about that. Um, so as if on cue, and this is this this is how conspiracy theories start. This is how people start questioning how information is disseminated to the masses. This is how um, people start to question the man, if you will. After less than two weeks after the DART successful probe changing the course of an asteroid that had no bearing on the on the world, um, all of a sudden and miraculously, out of the sunlight that we couldn't see, three new global killers were found using a new dark way. The technology's above my head. We found three new asteroids that we couldn't see before because they were directly in front of the sun. And they're huge. And they're huge. All of them are right at or right up under or right over a mile. The biggest being just over a mile wide. Um, and I was just saying that it's this is how conspiracy theories are built. But here's the problem with conspiracy theories. They usually don't hold up to even just a little bit of scrutiny. Sure. None of these three do we have any evidence are in any way a danger to not only Earth, but any planet in our solar system. The biggest one, they, the article that I read today. No, it could if it hit us. Well, I'm just saying they're not on a trajectory to hit anything. The biggest one in the future could, depending on gravitational pull, be the most dangerous item that we've ever found in our, in, in our celestial neighborhood. Well, to yeah, Earth. They still don't have any evidence, from what I've read, that it's on a trajectory to hit Earth, uh, Jupiter, Saturn, anything. Well, this one would be good. this would be between Venus and us. That's that's its location. That's right. where it's hanging out. Um, so I just wanted to bring that up after the successful. No, I agree. I, I felt like when I read the article about the three, and I was like, "Hmm, we just did this three weeks You're, ago. What are they not telling us?" Because that's the way my mind is trained. Yes. 
Because I don't think we ever get the full picture if the powers that be don't think that the general public can handle it. On the other hand, when I first heard this, my first thought was, since I'm more of a glass half full guy, I am my not. first thought was, thank goodness we just found out that we have the potentially <laughs> we have the potential to alter the trajectory of these guys. Yeah. So I looked at it in a very positive way. Thank goodness we just now found out a couple of weeks ago. Steve's going, oh, shit, we're in big trouble. He, they fed us this, and now they're feeding us this, and oh, my goodness, it must be really bad because they're just spoon-feeding us. If you slowly. think that two weeks ago, it, it, let, me, let, me, let me give you a couple of examples of how the world will, will really work. If we find alien life, okay. more specifically, we see an alien ship. I don't think that there is a better movie representation of the way things that will really work as an Independence Day. We won't be told what it is until it's entering our atmosphere because the masses and the people that control the people won't trust the people to make good decisions. Well, I agree. If you live in China. If you live anywhere. Fortunately, we don't. In America... Uh, the people that's going to find out are the scientists. I do trust those guys. I, it's the government that I don't trust. The government's not going to be the one that finds this out. It's going to be the scientists. Sure. Now, when the scientists find it out, who are they going to tell first? Their buddies, other scientists. And then they're going to confirm it, and then they're going to call the government. Sure. <laughs> the government's not going to be able to keep a whole crap load of scientists quiet about something that would potentially affect the entire Earth. It's not going to happen. They're not going to be quiet. Well, the government doesn't control. Again, in China, maybe. They walk up to you, they put a gun to your head and say, if any evidence, if any word comes out, you're dead. Mm. They don't do you that. and I are going to have to disagree on that. <laughs> <laughs> you think that we're as bad as China at that? I think that our government, in order to save our government, would not tell us and would keep it from us as absolutely long as they possibly could. 100% agree. And my point is that the scientists find out they're not going to be able to keep it quiet. Those yeah. scientists are going to tell. Well, the first two or three scientists will be will be explained away as, oh, that guy's a crackpot. Look what he did three years ago. That's what will happen. That's what they do now. And when 49 of their buddies come in and then say. Then you'll see the general with his hat in his hand in front of the podium saying, oh, it looks like we made a mistake. There's an eight. But that's my point. As that it's entering happen, our that atmosphere. That will happen on day one. I have more faith in, not the government. I I don't trust the government. They would lie to us. I have more faith in, in, where did most of the scientists work? For the government. No, No, not at all. Independent labs. Independent Independent and schools, universities. Do they get funding and grants from government? Oh, yeah, absolutely. But they're not beholden to the government. Most of the time the government has built whatever it is they're looking through. Well, no, not built it, but help pay for it. Right. Yeah, they say we'll have. That's not the same. It's the same. No, it's not. I don't know if you guys have heard. I'm sorry, you were. Oh, I'm done. Yeah, yeah. I'm concerned that you know we have a space shuttle with a bunch of cowboys getting ready to go up. You can like this one. This one is another (laughs) one of your conspiracy theories. Surprised you haven't even brought it up. Do you like Texas Pete? Oh my gosh, I saw this article. (laughs) You're a fan, right? You like Texas? No, I don't like Texas Pete. I do. I like it. It's hot sauce. I'm not a hot sauce person. You know this. Not even a little bit? Not even a little bit. Do you not have any in your house? 
Oh, yeah, I got all kinds of hot sauce, but it ain't for me. I couldn't tell you what it is. Don't Never like use it, any. Oh, that's nasty. Jeez. Anyway, Texas Pete hot sauce makers have been sued because their product is not made in Texas. Literally, I'm not making it up. It's made in New Jersey. No, North Carolina. <laughs> oh, North Carolina, yeah. There's nothing Texas about Texas Pete, wrote attorneys for Philip White, the plaintiff in the case. They allege that the defendant has cheated its way to a market-leading position in the $3 billion hot sauce industry at the expense of law-abiding competitors and consumers nationwide who desire authentic Texas hot sauce and reasonably but incorrectly believe that what they're getting when they purchase that that is what they're getting when they purchase Texas Pete. They're hoping for a judge to certify the case as a class action lawsuit and to be able to uh, file their claim on behalf of all Americans. They claim that the company did more than $5 million in damage with its inaccurate label. Hasn't there been ads for years and years from other competitors? I remember one saying, Texas, yes. reading the label. Like yes. said, New York City. Also, New York City. None of this stuff was made in Texas. Uh, heck, guess what? what? Here's a newsflash. There are zero players on the Dallas Cowboys that are from Dallas and are Cowboys. Yep. <laughs> are you going to sue them? Really? Crazy. People are willing to sue for anything. Yeah, and if you're a judge and that comes in front of your, your court and you don't immediately throw that out and censure that lawyer, you're part of the problem. Bluntly. You know what I'm saying? Our courts have enough problems. We discussed that in our prisons episode. <laughs> Go back and check it out. They're overwhelmed yeah. with dumb stuff as it is, like marijuana charges. Tort reform. Oh, absolutely. One of the two biggest things that need to happen in America. Number one is term limits. Number two is tort reform. It would help fix so many problems in this country. Yeah. So, are you, are you done with Texas Pete? That was it. Okay. So, my question to you is this. Sure. Imagine a world, Jerry, where Joe Biden walks in with one stroke of his pen, he fires the head of the SEC, he fires the head of the central bank, and he fires the finance minister. Central bank? Yeah. I don't even know we had, we had a central bank. Yes, we did. Congratulations. What's it called? The Central Bank of America. Really? Yeah. And he, he fires the finance minister. Okay. What do you think he does? Oh, but that's not all. He replaces those gentlemen with this. He replaces with them. First a, one SEC or a, yeah, the SEC, SEC. Central Bank and what else? Uh, the finance minister. And he Finance minister? Just follow me here. Don't get into the weeds. Don't ahead. get into Go the ahead. weeds. And he replaces those people with the spy chief, a police chief, and a weapons manufacturer. What do you think would happen? Well, first of all, I would have to figure out when the hell we got a finance minister. <laughs> Secondly, I would say, well, it's Joe Biden. He's probably suffering from the beginning stages of dementia. I'm not surprised. Well, what I just explained to you is exactly what Xi Jinping yep. in China did and created a war cabinet. Most people on the outside are thinking that this is the ultimate tip of the hat that within the next two years he plans to fully invade Taiwan. 
I think that thought has been around for quite some time. And this is this is they thought that for a long time, and this is the first big step toward actually. Well, the first big step was back during the Pelosi visit. Oh yeah, they yeah. got so crazy about that. Yeah. That's when everything I was reading said, guys, it's a matter of time and a short period of time until they are going to take Taiwan. Yeah. And how do you feel about that? We're talking about I think Ukraine earlier. Keep in mind, Great Britain had the lease, the whatever it was to rule Taiwan for so many years. When that ended, everyone knew that it was basically going to revert back to China if they so desired. There's absolutely nothing stopping it. It's the way it was before Great Britain ruled them. How would you feel, though, about China controlling over 75% of the world's computer chips? Because that's what, what that's what happens right if now Taiwan being goes. Done in, in Taiwan. 50%, over 50% of the computer chips in the world are being made in Taiwan. It's obviously going to happen. Semiconductor be, chips, right. I guess is the right And this is something that is hugely a huge concern. Uh, when you look at what's the name of that company, H U W A E R, whatever. I, yeah, I, I yeah, can't that we it, have yes. said for several years that they are acting on behalf of China, that mm-hmm. they are doing espionage with a lot of their technological products. Which we got rid of. And we forbid them from being in. We didn't get rid of, we did in the United States government. If you are with the United States government, you're no longer allowed to. Buy supplies from them. You can't buy sure. anything made from them. Smart thing to do, right? Not yeah. only that, we. Also- I'm a, glad you're here. I'm a dosia. Is here. Welcome. Glad to have you. Scary thought. We're going to have to have some contingency plans, and it's probably I don't know how else you could do it other than to have some chip factories in the United States. No, and and I bring this up as as a red flag. For a great number of years, especially after World War II and going into the Cold War, our policies in the United States was have a a standing military capable of fighting and winning a war against two equal peers. Two fronts. Um, uh, Yeah, exactly. Um, And somewhere in the late 80s, early 90s, we did away with that because we realized that we simply, the only way we could do that was to financially bankrupt our country. Here we are, 31 million, 31 trillion in debt now. But that's not, that, that's not totally true. One of the biggest reasons that we changed wasn't economics. It was the realization that the world had changed and was moving away from conventional warfare sure. and moving towards technology warfare. And anti-terrorism. In which case, you we are now probably able to fight five different fronts better than we could two fronts back then. Sure. Just not with manpower. Right. Right. Not manpower. And can we with planes? Can we with missiles? Well, we could until we got hit with an EMP. Then we're we're back to the stone age. No. EMP. (laughs) We still are far and away, not even close. We are still the number one country in the world in defense. No one's even close. China's not close. That was my topic. That was your topic? Or you said I'm stealing your thunder? No, no, I'm saying I'm done my topic. Oh, it's your sorry. turn. I'm sorry. <laughs> you're saying, damn it, that's my topic. No, 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 no. I'm, I, saying I'm saying. just saying that I think that we're probably better positioned now to fight three fronts than we've ever been. Yeah. Not with manpower, but we can bomb the crap out of you. Yeah, As, unless we keep giving them away. We can still buy. <laughs> what we gave away is the old crap that we were trying to figure out how to dispose of. 
We're not giving away the good crap. No, we gave all that to Iranians, and uh, you know, and then no, yeah. we didn't. Yeah. We, what missiles did we give to Iranian? To no, Iran? No, no, I, all the old stuff we didn't want anymore. We gave all that to. We're uh, talking about missiles uh, that we sent to Ukraine. What did we uh, send to Iran? Oh gosh, what is that group? Who took over Afghanistan when we left? I'm drawing a blank. Uh, not Hezbollah. Taliban. Taliban. We gave all that stuff to the Taliban. Afghanistan, yeah, <laughs> yeah. not Iran. We did. No, we gave them guns and a bunch of other crap. We Hummers did the same helicopters. Thing. We did the exact same thing that Russia did 20, 30 years previous. Well, sure. We just upgraded their results. equipment. Yeah. But, but, <laughs> but both countries finally threw up their hands and walked away and said, yeah, can't do it. You know, we don't give Israel enough credit in that respect. What? They're over there fighting for their very survival every single day. Sure. <laughs> and I, you know, at some point, you know, the question was posed to me the other day. Well, what do we do about the Middle East? I said, nothing. There is nothing you can do about the Middle so East. So what do you mean nothing? Quit supporting them like you want us to quit supporting Ukraine? Is that what you're saying? Who? Israel. No, no, absolutely not. Oh. No, we support, support Israel. Israel. Just don't support Ukraine. No, the, no, that's not what I'm saying. I'm sorry. I'm saying that. Support both? Oh, jeez. Go ahead. <laughs> had nothing to do with Ukraine. Earlier, you were talking about how we have to stop spending all this Money, yeah, to support Ukraine that we don't have, and I'm we saying now, are you saying that we should do the same to Israel? We've had no. long-standing, long-standing, hundreds of years since Israel became Israel, sure, which was agreements with Israel, 1942. Huh? Yeah, that so, the country of Israel was reestablished. But you're saying that it's not doing any good; it's not effective. No, no. And you're saying a friend asking Israel still do, free. You said we should. Do I'm it. saying that we should stop getting in the Middle East at all. Because those people have been fighting since the beginning of time. And will be long. After. And they will be long fighting after we're all dead and gone. That's what I'm saying. Iran, Iraq, Afghanistan, Saudi Arabia. <laughs> it's your turn. It's your topic. I don't even know what happened to my... Oh, that's weird. Yeah. The computer's doing some weird crap. Yeah. This next one is going to sound like I made it up. And I promise I will leave a link. You probably made it up. I'm going to leave a link <laughs> on the website that will have a video that shows it. A doctor, an orthopedic doctor, had a patient that came to them complaining of uh, an eye that was hurting. Oh, gosh. The patient, the, the doctor removed two or three contact lenses from the one eye, realized there was more, began videotaping. And that video is now available, and I'll give a link to it, and you can watch it. When she was through, she had removed 23 contact lens from one eye of this patient. 23. This patient, for 23 consecutive days, or possibly longer if there was you know, one that went by, she had put in a new contact lens every morning without removing the old. <laughs> 23 contact lens in one eye. That's crazy. Tip of the day, please don't put in a contact lens until you make sure the old one's out. Look, I'm just now getting used to glasses. I'm not ready to take that step. Me either. Sorry. The whole, and here, Nick, when he was a baby, my youngest son, when he was a baby, I had just clipped his fingernails. Just had clipped his fingernails. And was coddling him, you know, he's playing. He reached up and took a chunk out of my cornea. I have never felt such excruciating pain in all my life. 
thought I could close my eye and the tears would make it feel. Didn't happen. Had somebody drive me to the hospital. When they got there, they were like, what happened? And I explained to them because I got my eyes closed and they're just water. Tears are pouring. And she's like, oh, that hurts. I'm like, uh-huh. Went back, came right back in the in the uh, hospital waiting room and hit my eye with Novocaine so it would stop hurting. It was so painful. So I, I don't think I even, if things coming near my eyes, no, I'm out. <laughs> I'm done. I'm very fortunate. I've never uh, been in the hospital since I was born. Never had a broken bone. Never had a disease. Never we had, keep talking up. We'll be changing that. I'm just saying I'm very fortunate. <laughs> Knock on wood. The most painful night that I ever had in my life, I was probably 16, 17 years old. And dad was away working somewhere. We had a field of hay that had to be raked. Uh, we were going to bale it that evening. And I went to the field to rake the field. And I hit a rock and broke a piece on the rake. I could easily tell what was wrong with the rake. I knew how to fix it. Dad wasn't at home. So I went to the tool shed, got out the welder, could not find the welding helmet. Decided it was a small piece. I knew how to weld. I decided halfway knew how to weld. Decided it was going to be so short that I would be okay to weld that piece. And it was half an inch long without the helmet. I went ahead and welded the piece, fixed the rake, finished raking the field. And it wasn't until 8, 9 that evening when I began to hurt. About midnight, it was just like someone had turned the faucet on. It was just pouring, just just like I was crying, sobbing. You have the most painful night of my life. Yes, your eyes can hurt. Yeah. Very bad. No doubt. Very painful night. No doubt. Okay, so we're cutting short of time. I got, uh, oh, man, I got so many good ones. All right. I'm going to do, how many of you more you have? Okay. Never get through my list. Okay. I got one that I want to include because it's fun. And then I got one that is serious. Which do you want to hear first? Uh, whichever one you want. Let's Finish. do the serious first. There you go. Finish on a good note. Yeah. So, you got to talk a little bit about Joe Biden. Okay. If your show wouldn't be complete without it. Well, it's ridiculous at this point. This whole month has been filled with Joe Biden gaffes. Um, but it's year and a half. Your presidency. Oh my gosh! It's it, it seems like it's building on itself. Maybe it isn't. Maybe it's just out there. Oh wait, he's actually doing more and more stuff where he has to speak. That's what the problem is. Okay, so first thing is today in Florida at a campaign event, Joe Biden, the president of the United States, talking about disinformation, warned that Republicans, as soon as they won in the midterms, would. Acts, Medicare, and Social Security. Are you kidding me? These are programs that have been around forever. Even if the Republicans wanted to ax them, they wouldn't touch those programs with a 10-foot pole. Well, to be honest, George Bush tried to reform it a little bit he in did. a way that I 100% Me and you both back. agree, yes. He wanted to give people the option, not force, not, no one forced. The option to make money in the stock market. The option to voluntarily take yourself out and to go into a private. And it was only a percentage. It wasn't even all of it. You would still have your safety net. It was only like 10%, if I remember correctly. Maybe I don't remember. Um, I just remember I wanted it to happen and it 
was met with so much resistance he couldn't get that. Yeah, I say I say that to say this. I read, read an article today that even the Democrats are now starting to talk about use of our the Twenty Fifth Amendment against Joe Biden, not to have him removed from the presidency, but to encourage him nicely not to rerun in twenty twenty four. I don't think he is either. He said that every indication is that he will. When he is coherent enough, he even said his wife was backing him in that move because they got work to get then done. Let her run. Um, again, back to the whole months of gaff, month of gaffes. In fact, yesterday he said on the air again for like the third time, uh, he was talking about the war in Ukraine. He called it the war in Iraq where his son, Bo Biden, had died. But Biden did not die in Iraq. He died, as 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 far as I remember, as far it was brain cancer. Eighteen months after the war he was served. over, he served, but he did. Yeah. So um, you know, so that was the report I read today that even the Democrats are are planning to use the Twenty Fifth Amendment to prevent him from running because they feel like he's he's going to be a detriment to the. They're going to get sloshed. If anyone thinks. I, I, oh, I had a question in my mind that the Republicans could cost themselves several seats just by being the pompous asses they can be at some point. A.K. I'm looking at you, Mitch McConnell. <laughs> um, Not Donald Trump. Donald Trump. But, he's hurt the party more than anyone. Well, I think he has, but I also think at this point he's a little marginalized. I mean, you're going to have the people that always support Donald Trump. But as far as real people who are looking through that and looking as as a objective person, they're not looking at Donald Trump. They're not looking at Joe Biden either. They're looking somewhere else. Um, That's not true. Every survey that I saw still has Donald Trump ranked number one in the Republican Party. The most I, I likely GOP candidate. I absolutely can't believe it. And that. all I'm saying is you can't say that the average person is not saying that Donald Trump's not going to run. He's saying he is. And in every survey I saw, he leads it by good margin. His closest competitor is who? The guy that he's now hating more and more every day. Ron DeSantis. DeSantis in Florida. Well, I, will, I will be a wonderful DeSantis supporter. If I'm not a huge DeSantis supporter in the past, but I would pick him over Trump. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so that's all I wanted to say was I wanted to cut into – we were talking about angry and vicious uh, ads and political ads not two, three weeks ago, that falls into the category. Yeah, but let me ask you this, in all seriousness, do you think that it, that's the intent, or do you think this guy's to the point that he just doesn't know? No, I think that that's I don't think he's intent. a good grip on reality. I don't either. I don't either. And how can you turn around and say that that's his intent if you say he doesn't have a good because grip Because he's reality? reading a teleprompter. No, he's not. He's making half this crap up as he goes. Maybe. We don't know what's on the teleprompter. We can't when read he, it. When these gaffes continue, and we know that there is no speechwriter in the world that would have written this, we know he's not reading what's on the teleprompter. Well, that's probably true. If he can even still read, I mean, it's if he can't I, I feel read, like he's not reading the teleprompter. I don't disagree with you. I'm just making a point. Well, you, you're arguing against yourself at this point. Well, I do that a lot, <laughs> and you know what the best part of that is? You often win. I always win <laughs> against yourself. A car was reported stolen in 1992. It was found this week buried at a mansion in California. 30 years after a car was reported stolen in Northern California, police are now digging out a convertible of the yard of a $15 million mansion. 
built by a man with a history of arrest for murder, attempted murder, and insurance fraud. <laughs> the sprawling home with a pool and tennis court was built by Johnny Lou, a man with a history of arrest for murder, attempted murder, and insurance fraud. According, this was said by his daughter, Jock Cyril, who told this to the San Francisco Chronicle. Buried the car. Mercedes, by the way. Convertible Mercedes. Buried the friggin' thing in his backyard. You know um, what the difference between a Mercedes and a porcupine is? No. <laughs> on the porcupine, the pricks are on the outside. <laughs> Just kidding. I love Mercedes. I love them. I think they're awesome cars. CLA 250 is one of my favorite. I love that. He said that last part because he's trying to make sure that he keeps open the possibility that should we become world famous that we can sign them as a sponsor. (laughs) I love Mercedes. Literally, my favorite one, other than their big AMGs, the big racing cars, their little intro is one of my favorite car designs in the world, the uh, CLA 250. Great looking little car. Finish up so, with your so did he so did he did they catch him? Oh the guys did. Oh okay. So that Johnny was Lou died probably many years ago. The current owner of the mansion is it was sold from his family several years ago. Gotcha. Um by the way, I don't even know that I read why the dog cadaver dogs were there. That's why they started digging some police cadaver dogs. Uh signed or whatever that there was possible. So in other words, they were saying maybe, you know, we're not sure. Yeah. But so they were saying the there's possible uh, human remains here. So they started wow. digging and found a friggin' buried Mercedes That's crazy. reported missing 30 years ago. It's crazy. Um, so we, we often talk about places to get news and stuff that we think are reputable versus non-reputable. Right. How would you feel about the travel channel? What kind of news are you wanting to get from there? Good places to go visit? Sure. Well, just do you think that they they have any reason to... Be biased? Be biased at any rate. Well, I mean, biased, yes. Because they're going to be biased toward the people that are giving them money. and and What if it's not a people? A country? Let me me show you. Let me explain to you. Get you a little what I'm talking about here. Another conspiracy theory. No. No, 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 no. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. What if I told you that the Travel Channel, in doing a documentary about Loch Ness, Ooh. was using a drone and actually got a video of the drone footage of a creature that they feel is 100% video proof that Loch Ness, Nessie, exists? I would think they're biased trying to... Increase, I saw the video. I would think they, they they're, would, if, they're if they biased were, trying to increase their subscription rate. If they, I didn't have to subscribe. So if if they were doing that, they would hold that back and do a big expose on it. They just let the video out. Make it up for yourself. The video, and we should probably link to it, um, is one of those questions. It's one of those videos that make you say, hmm. I can I can almost see it. I can picture it. I can you can almost even see spots on its back. I knew this was conspiracy theory related. Why? Loch Ness monster is not. I'm just saying the if travel channel. If I'm not mistaken, last week, early last week, before we did our ghost story episode, you and I had a discussion. And our discussion went something like this. Okay, we're calling this the ghost stories. 
Where do we want to go with it? Is it going to be ghost? Or are we going to turn it into uh, demons? Are we going to turn it into paranormal? Are we going to turn it into Sasquatch and Bigfoot? And Loch Ness Monster was brought up. And if I'm not mistaken, your exact comment was, I don't even believe in that one. <laughs> it's hard to say it's not with the Less video. a week later, they've already converted. <laughs> <laughs> hard to argue the video. I'm just saying. Guys, we're way over again today. One of these days, we're just going to button up and say, okay, our, our podcast is going to be an hour and 23 minutes, because that's usually where we end up. No, one of these days, we're just going to say, you know what? We're going to do this 24-7 <laughs> until both of us fall asleep. And, and you get to listen to us snore for four hours. <laughs> that's well, the more likely of the two guys. It, it has been an absolute fun episode. Again, just want to throw out there, thank you to Wes at Sasquatch Chronicles. Big um, huge thanks for in inviting me to your show. Bigger thanks for helping plug our show and, and, and getting a, a whole group of new listeners to come listen to us. We hope that if you're one of those new listeners, you stick around. We appreciate you. Um, and as we always say, if you can't be the light, if you can't see the light, be the light. Thank you. Have a good night, guys. Take appreciate care. you.